I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. We're back for episode 88 of Digital Divination. Uh, Jason, what happened to Ron? Where's Ron? I don't know. I I mean, he just disappeared last week, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, he he can never tell with that guy when he's going to be around or not. So uh, how you been? I'm good. Good. I've been pretty good. Yeah. 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 Friday was uh, the release of. Pikmin four, so I've been playing that a bunch. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that uh, Paizo, your uh, was he the president, made a big announcement, a bunch of oh, stuff. Yeah. Too, so yeah, a lot uh, of stuff about the future of what's going on. And uh, I mean, I was also surprised to hear about those new books or yeah. the new book, right? I didn't yeah. know about that until until then, honestly. Um, and uh, cool that we're going to get a new store and yep, yep. Overhaul the website and everything. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it, it you know some of those things we'd heard about or rumors about, mm. but then it's kind of nice he kind of laid it all out for a lot of folks, especially the website store thing. I think that'll be a welcome change, especially if they keep the content from the old website. But oh sure, you know, speed yeah, it I mean, up I, a little bit. <laughs> I don't see why uh, Paizo would stop selling PDFs of old books. Like why? Oh yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's, it exists. It's not like we have to worry about the OGL stuff mm-hmm. because it, it's not going to get revoked. So it, the books will still be valid. We don't have to put new licenses on them or anything. So right. Um, right. it's just you know people might you know people are still out there playing first edition Pathfinder. So yeah, if they need more books, great. We got them. We got old adventures and everything. And yeah. it costs. I mean, I don't say it doesn't cost us anything to sell them. But you have to pay for the storage space of the files and whatever. But like. Basically, that's just you know profit. Yeah, the cost of making another copy of a PDF is virtually yeah. zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, good. Well, I'm up here on Commando Island this weekend. Mm-hmm. We have some family visiting, and so I'm in the the secret uh, refuge away from from Bothell. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> is that is this uh, a, like a second guest bedroom, perhaps? No, this is actually the main. This is my main. Oh, the main bedroom. The main bedroom here, yeah. In fact, I think the cats are locked in with me as well. So we, I might have to get up and, and move them if they get too anxious at the door. Um, John, but we, I, I think they're the, you're locked in with them. I think that's <laughs> yes. how that goes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, but this this place has a nautical theme. I don't know if you can tell. It's got... <laughs> yeah, I noticed. It's got ship pictures everywhere. And if you if you're able to make it up next month for that end of the summer get together you'll you'll see we also have a lighthouse theme as Ooh. well so okay <laughs> it's a beach place so you know it's just kinda... sure yeah i mean I'd, I'd love to make it up so yeah very cool so um you know we talked about getting into some other stuff with that ron guy but he's not yeah. here now so i'm thinking maybe we should hold off on on that stuff he was pretty keen sure. to talk about it yeah yeah let's uh, let's 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 have ron talk about the things ron is excited to talk about. <laughs> 
but what do you what are you thinking? What do you, okay. is there anything so, that you're wanting yes, to get I'm, to? I'm 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 kind of excited about I mean, I don't know uh, this this past weekend was San Diego Comic Con and they mm-hmm. revealed a whole bunch of stuff everywhere. Oh, and yeah. then I don't know if you know like the that there was this highly touted Strange New Worlds lower deck Star Trek crossover, right? Right, the, right, the, right, right, the, right. The characters of low, a couple of characters of lowers were going to appear in live action form right. on Strange New Worlds, right? And I was like, so excited because I love Lower Decks. I'm enjoying Strange New Worlds, and they were just like, you know what? Uh, here, like, here's a it's like the normal episode of Strange New Worlds came out this week on like Thursday or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday they were just like, here's the crossover episode. It was going to be next week, but they showed it early to Comic Con, so they figured, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. they figured it was going to be on the internet. Right. So Blam came out, <laughs> yeah. watched it last night. It was great. It was fantastic. And it got me thinking a little bit. Um, also, because I've been talking with Ryan on the Upshift podcast about crossovers between Transformers and G.I. Joe and Power Rangers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got me thinking about crossovers and okay. what uh, you can do with Starfinder and have a, some form of crossover or another. Prob- you know, the most obvious is a nice little crossover with, with Pathfinder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the back of the core rule book, we talk about what do you want to do to make Pathfinder characters in Starfinder, how to, how to convert them, uh, how to convert Pathfinder stuff into Starfinder. Right. But it's Pathfinder first edition. Yes. It's, it's what was in the core edition. rule book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I was going to say there's, there's the permi- the many permutations exist, right? Is it coming into second edition Pathfinder from Starfinder? Is it coming into Starfinder from second edition Pathfinder or Starfinder? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, there's lots of different ways to do it. Yeah, I think I, I I agree. I think the obvious one right now with the two main flagships is, you know, bringing either Starfinder into second edition mm-hmm. or second edition into Starfinder. And what's interesting now, I wish we had Ron here uh, oh. <laughs> because he's been working on uh, before he left Paizo and since then he's. Uh, oh, I don't know if I can say this. Who? Okay. Yeah, this is a super secret. Maybe he's, he's been working on something super secret. He's been working on a cro- for fun, not for publication or anything. He's sure. been working on a crossover between these two systems uh, that he entitled um, an updated version of one of the systems, and and I won't say more than that <laughs> okay. until he gets here. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's. Re- He's really key. And a lot of folks have talked about, you know, how can we incorporate some of these things? But I think you're you're not talking about blending the systems is your as much as bringing characters from one to the other, though. Right. Yes, it's I think it'd be too difficult for you to sit down at a table, honestly, and have three Pathfinder second edition characters and three Starfinder characters and have them play in their own systems. But in the same fight or whatever. Right. That would just be I would just be. A mess. I think it would be a mess. <laughs> it's you know the reason why like in this uh, lower decks Stranger Worlds crossover, it wasn't animated figures in a three D environment, right? It was mm-hmm. oh they became right. You know, the actor, right. the voice actors uh, uh, for 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 Boimler and Mariner were playing themselves, right? They were just they they had on uniforms. They were there physically, right? Um, <clears throat> and then there was a fun little there was a fun little Easter egg at the end of it that I don't want to spoil, which is which is great, but. Um, uh, you, have you seen Have you seen the episode yet? And are you watching? I have not. I have not. I have not. I okay. I actually I have not watched either of them in part because mm-hmm. my wife is not a big Star Trek fan. Oh, okay. So yeah. we tend to watch things that uh, she's more into. But now that you're talking about this crossover, I'm going to have to go back and watch. Sure. So. I mean, definitely. I think check it out. It's it's just good Star Trek, right? 
Star Trek, this Star Trek Strange New Worlds this season has been a little like bonkers. Like, like they're just kind of right, like, and they're, gonna do, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do a musical episode. They're like hitting all of the sort of like tropes, they're, and they're doing it in this sort of you know um, episodic way that then mm-hmm. like like um uh 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 uh. uh, uh Discovery is, you know, more sort of like arcs, long right. story arcs, right? This is more just, oh, they do this, and they go to this planet, and they do this, and yeah. But, um, but it's been great, I think. And um, uh, I, so if you're if you're melding the two systems in some way or other, if you're transferring one to the other, it's like I think actually using the advice that is in the back of the book, if you are taking second edition characters and you know launching them forwards in time and and then running them in starfinder with maybe some starfinder maybe you've got two different groups right and you want to just kind of like mm-hmm. weave them together have so there's a there's a week when some people can't make it so you just want to do a little one shot where you right. weave the two worlds together right you can use the advice i think in the back of the book of starfinder a core rule book to take your path even your pathfinder second edition characters and kind of make them because you kind of can i think you can quite easily kind of like devolve them to Pathfinder first edition characters without doing any of the math actually, and then transferring them over, you know, you right, still have fighters, right, right, right. you still have got wizards and whatever. So I think that's, that's kind of like, that's a given, like, uh, we've, that information is out there, right? Mm-hmm. What doesn't exist is of course the other way around. Right. And that's the sort of also, it's going to be true. I mean, any conversion of a character between two systems is going to be tricky. Uh, and frankly, you know, if you're doing it for just as a one shot to have fun, you, you know, if you're the GM, sit down with your players and be like, this might not work <laughs> because <laughs> it's not, not official. And here we go. Right. Um, they're not necessarily meant to, to, to blend together. Uh, but if you're taking second edition, sorry, Starfinder characters and then porting them over into, uh, uh, Pathfinder, sending them back in time, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically mm-hmm. the sort of, uh, I see a cat. Um, yes. yes. Stay away. Stay away. No. <laughs> <laughs> um which is kind of a little bit like what the 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 star trek crossover was like some little time travel right um and so you take your you got to like basically get to the core of a the starfinder class and then right. sort of build it back up from you know from what it from what it is now in in pathfinder 2e game terms and that's going to be basically like you figuring out you know what kind of proficiencies is it going to have in things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. armor and weapons and, 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 um, saving throws and that kind of thing. But because but all those things are basically, you know, uh, uh, they're the same general sort of thing in both games, right? You have weapons, you roll die, and you know, it, it you know, there's not right. like, they're not so disparate. It's not converting like vampire, the masquerade to Pathfinder second edition, right? right? It's right. it they're, 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 they're cousins, these two systems, right? Yeah, I think there's a couple of interesting things, though, because when you look at Starfinder, for example, there does exist archaic weapons and archaic yeah. armor, which have some disadvantages versus more modern things. And so yeah. if you bring a Starfinder character fully equipped into mm-hmm. it, um, I can see where, you know, if it's a spellcaster, you can say, well, here's how the spells would work in that system. Uh, but if it's somebody that's using modern ar- armor and weapons, then you have to figure out, okay, how do I make it so these things are not overpowered? Right. Right. Even at first level, because, yeah. you know, just the, the, the negatives you get because of things being archaic would make a first level Starfinder character way more powerful than a first level, maybe even a third level 
uh, say a soldier right. versus fighter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the big question you have to, to ask is, is it, it might just be easier to kind of like ignore that archaic term and then yeah. just kind of put, put everyone on the same level, essentially power wise, because you know, you don't want your, but <clears throat> you don't want to have your Starfinder characters, uh, overshadowing the Pathfinder characters, even if, you know, for, for, even if they have laser guns and whatever, mm-hmm. um, uh, that's the tricky thing. And I, you know, no, I haven't, I've only just sort of had this idea like last night and today. I haven't gone and sat down <laughs> and like worked out the math yet yeah. or anything along the lines, of course. So, you know, take whatever I'm going to say here with a, a grain of salt. I'm just sort of riffing at the moment. As we do all the time, by the way, as we do all the time. audience. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We don't plan these out ahead of time. We don't script these out ahead of time, yeah. but uh, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just sort of like, uh, yeah. uh, what to talk about. Like, let's, let's just sort of like go and, and, and think about mm-hmm. like how you would do um, right. a, a Starfinder soldier mm-hmm. in Pathfinder second edition. That's kind of, I think would probably be one of the easier ones <laughs> to do. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, because you could just simply, I mean, one way to do it, you could simply just say, well, just make your, make this, if, you know, we're playing third level, you're now a third level fighter, you know, and just sort of pick some feats for them and whatever. You're going to, you're going to have to do some things, some, some custom made feats, maybe just to, just to, just to right. make it feel like it's still, it's not just a fighter fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, something, you know, I'm trying to think of like something, a soldier, uh, uh, in, in Starfinder has that's, that's pretty, like archetypical um well like a blitz a blitz soldier blitz melee soldier right you know so okay i I think that would be a fairly straightforward uh character to to kind of bring in um you know in terms of you'd have you know basic first level armor you'd have some sort of melee weapon uh blitz soldier gets a bonus to initiative gets a bonus to speed um has some proficiencies. I think a lot of those could be transferred over. Now, yeah. compared to a first level Pathfinder character, uh, soldier, like um, you'd have to decide which rule. So you'd be going Pathfinder second edition rules at this point. If you yeah, did this, let's, if we, yeah, yeah. this is, this is the one way to do it, but yeah. 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 So in terms of attacks of opportunity, movement actions, you'd have to say, okay, you can do your thing, but it has to fit within this framework now. And this sure. is how we're adapting your uh, abilities are pretty straightforward. I think transfer across, but this is how we're adapting your feats or mm-hmm. your yeah. gear boosts or any special things that you have probably. Yeah. Special, you know, playable species kind of stuff yeah. that might exist, right? Yeah. You'd have to convert that into ancestry stuff too, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot. I mean, they were talking about a lot. I mean, we're talking about yeah, the, yeah. the question of of uh, and it would be a a, a a bit of work, but it would be fun to as a sort of thought experiment to just yeah, do I think and so. See if they sat next to each other and, and actually had a you know were comparable in in in, in an encounter. Um, but they don't have to be comparable. I'm thinking of you know the old Star Trek episode where you know Spock and Kirk go to like the wild west or they go to modern usa yes yeah you know and mccoy's there doing the doctor stuff they're they're so far advanced from that civilization granted these characters are probably really high level too though they might be i mean yeah, you know you yeah, don't so. i don't know when when you're throwing them back in time if it's, yeah, if it's yeah, at the end yeah. of a high level campaign or, or what have you yeah because if it's the end of a high level campaign and then you're going against you know big 
Pathfinder 2e monsters and wizards and, you know. Yeah, uh, that, I think that would be would more be interesting that way than low level, right? Because I think sure. that's where it's harder, where I think you'll see the differences because the math in second edition is so tight that I think as you get to high level for both of them, I think that's when you would see a little bit more equality than versus mm-hmm. really, really low level. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't want to go completely. I mean, you know, I get what you're saying about like, what do you do with the, the big questions come down to like, what do you do with, with the weapons? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The technology in general, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do, I mean, w- one thing that you can do is, is, so when I was sort of thinking about this sort of thing, uh, back a couple of years ago, uh, a sort of, a it wasn't quite a mesh between the two. It was it was just sort of like taking, trying to do a post apocalyptic game, right? Right. Uh, right, right. In the Pathfinder Second Edition um, um, system, mm-hmm. and what I did was to start with, like, so you, I did start. Oh, you, you know, but you know, weapons are going to be weapons, and you know, a, you know, a, a sharp stick on the end of a, another, a, sh- a sharpened piece of metal on the end of a stick is you know a spear, and you could just use that same. You know, use the same dice right. for that. But a gun should be different. Like the way that the guns and gear stuff, and this the guns and gear stuff was still, I think, in uh, playtest at the time mm-hmm. when I was doing this, um, is like these guns are they don't do as they don't do more damage in on average. I guess maybe on average they do a little more damage, but like they don't do a ton of damage like die wise, right? You don't see like a, right. a you know a tiny a flintlock pistol or a dueling pistol does d four damage. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, that's like a knife. The sword does more damage until you crit with it, right? The crits are right. where the, the big thing right. is. Um, but I wanted that to be, I wanted to ramp that up a little bit and, and, and be like, well, you know, having guns in this sort of setting is going to be not common mm-hmm. enough that, uh, but they should be more dangerous. So what I basically did was I just kind of, I, I kind of doubled the dice. Um, so like a pistol. In this, this post box that did 2d4 base, right? You don't have to have any runes on it. It does 2d4. Um, and it has all the crit stuff, right, that, that regular guns do. But here's the thing. When your Starfinder people are transferred back in time, and you know, whether they're high level or not, it, it, this might not, not matter as much. But they're not going to have access to power. Right, right, and ammunition probably, and <laughs> ammunition exactly. They're not going to yeah, be able yeah. to recharge their batteries. Yeah. They're not going to be able to get necessarily get bullets for their revolvers or whatever. So yeah. you could do something like that. Say, oh, you've got a a laser pistol, and it instead of the you know D four that it does in Starfinder, maybe it does two D four and fire in, in in Pathfinder. But you got to really think about how you really make people pay attention to their ammunition, mm-hmm. their battery charges. Right? Oh. You're not, you're not going to be able to recharge this on this one shot at any point. So you've got to conserve ammunition when the time is right. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to go back to the archaic stuff, right? So you're doing okay. it, yeah. having it increase damage. Um, I'm going to say, when you know, if you look at the scaling of damage for uh, small arms in Starfinder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one d four six, pretty much right. up till fifth level, right? And then yeah. You get 2D of that, maybe up to 7, and then 10, you get like 3D. So it's not like it's a huge amount of damage there. Um, yeah. I actually don't think you need to increase that a lot if you allow the same crit rules that you have in 2nd edition. Because then that, mm-hmm. you know, if if you gave them this, you know, the same special 
uh, uh, crit effects that you would have for guns in in uh, guns and gears, right? I think you, right, it yeah. would be pretty substantial. But what you could oh, yeah. do is say they penetrate better, so they have a higher chance to hit, maybe. So that's the trade off you're looking at. So, okay, I only have so much ammunition, but man, I know that this this laser right. or this slug is more likely to get through that hide than a spear or an arrow or something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm only going to have so much limit to it. Now, how would how would I get around that if I'm a Starfinder guy? Uh, I'd be an engineer uh, with a lot of UPBs, and I'd be breaking down stuff into UPBs and then, <laughs> and then sure, trying yeah. to make more ammo. <laughs> that's, that's fair. So That's fair. Know. But we don't really talk about the process in which you can break something down into UPBs, unless you've got I the – a feed or a, a right or exactly engineer specialty yeah. or a, or a piece of gear with you that that chews it up right like yeah I I don't think like you can just go into least you know we we uh, maybe hand wave it in, when we're playing these games say oh yeah you break those down the UPPs because there's technology around that can do that but like if you're yeah. thrown in back in time maybe you don't have that easy technology to take anything which you find in the past you know uh, a monster corpse and then just sort of like crush that into UPBs because they're not right they're not there was never made out of UPBs in the first place I guess I don't know right like, no that's it's fair. tricky that's fair yeah. but that's like you couldn't like oh well I'm an engineer and I would know how to rig something up and maybe you could and maybe it would be makeshift and you would get you know some stuff out of it right away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, mm -hmm. the 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 thing about the like archaic property is that it it, it only really functions it doesn't function the way you said you would have to add another property right to do the thing that you said which is against higher right. technology. Right. I'm, go would I'm going the other yeah. way around. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about higher tech versus archaic armor versus archaic weapons versus high tech armor. I agree. Right. Yeah, that's right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So you could yeah. do a thing and just be like, oh right. gosh. Okay, so you come in with a laser pistol. That piece of gear now has the tech trait, let's say. Let's call it right. that, or technology trait. And that means that against things that don't have the technology trait, it uh, you know it's plus one to hit or plus two to hit or something like that right right something like that because against, I, against armor. yeah think of as as weapons advance right as guns mm -hmm. advance firearms advance one of the things that happens with them is the accuracy increases right you you think of you know yeah. uh, you know blunderbuss versus a, a typical sporting rifle right mm -hmm. just the advanced technology yeah you can still get a lot of power black powder you still have a lot of power there. But the accuracy increases, and so I think that would be something that would be reasonable. But I, I agree the um, the not having a way to redo ammo. I remember I used to really be into post apocalyptic settings and things. Mm -hmm. And one yeah. of my favorite books back in the day was called Lucifer's Hammer by Larry Niven and Jerry Pornell, and it was in you know post apocalyptic U.S. after a comet strike right mm -hmm. hits the planet, you lose power, you lose all kinds of stuff. And one of the, the kind of the prologues at the end was people were looking for these round metal things that they would cut <laughs> and carve into arrowheads and they could find them all over the place. And certain ones had sacred power uh, <laughs> because they were more penetrating versus the small brown ones. They didn't work as well, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Or the medium size, uh, ones. you know, so the idea being that, um, you know, repurposing some old tech into something for archaic weapons, but made them more efficient then, you know? So yes, I don't have 
bullets that I, I can keep firing, but maybe I can go reclaim those bullets, melt them down, and use them for something else. Oh, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, how there's some other questions to think about too. It's like in Starfinder, a monster, you know, a giant, uh, uh, initial, initial why did I pick that? I can never pronounce it. Um, uh, Tashtari, uh, okay. is a wolf, you know, it's a three legged laser wolf, right? But it doesn't have archaic, it's, it's, it's claws still do things, do, do damage to people, right? In way. They don't necessarily right. have archaic on, and their, and their armor isn't penetrated better by your laser beam. So, do, what do you do with Pathfinder monsters in that sense? They don't technically have the technology trade at this point. Are, are your laser guns still doing? more you know better hits with that you think i would say no i mean just kind of okay. you know what you mentioned there um because you can have the exact same you can have the same creature in second edition mm -hmm. and in starfinder and you wouldn't expect there to be a difference in oh it's harder to hit in starfinder than it is to hit in pathfinder with the same weapon yeah. right you have a dragon so i have a i have a dragon here uh it's going to be equally hard to hit either way so yeah, maybe for for beasts they have a special creature trait that oh. that doesn't exist. I don't know. I don't know. You have to look at the balance, I guess. I mean, it's yeah. looking at the ACs and the modifiers and and things like that. Um, also, you know, just in terms of knowledge, right? So if you think of somebody who's from the future. If they have a lot of, uh, you know, high culture, they'll they'll know a lot of things that would seem like like a genius would know in a, an older culture. You know, think about you know developing a, a water wheel or some sort of uh, uh, putting together a electric generator. You know, based mm -hmm. on a water wheel and or you know creating penicillin or or whatever it is. <laughs> You know, sure, you know sure, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I always found that interesting. You know, when you you see somebody who's coming from an advanced civilization and gets dropped into a you know, ancient civilization, what can they? You know, they have just a you know basic layperson's knowledge of things. All of a sudden, they can develop stuff that's way beyond what the the tech could have been there. Except in Pathfinder, you have you have a lot of magical stuff and arcane yeah. things, right? Yeah. That maybe would be kind of the how those that advanced knowledge came into being in the olden days i don't know but knowledge i think is another thing how you would translate that back and forth is this me i wonder well um yeah uh sorry i you kind of you kind of cut out a little bit there i don't know if that was okay i think you're back um I, I mean, one one thing though is I think about like I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, if you were to take me, and I'm not, a, you know, I'm obviously not a genius or anything, and I don't necessarily know how the inner workings of of computers. You know, there's there's certain there's a certain amount of like depending on the character, obviously, right? You might have an engineer who knows all that stuff, right? But like you get a soldier, they're like, I have a laser gun and I pull the trigger and I know how that works, but I can't make one necessarily. Uh, right, when it, right. It, given anything you know like or even how to fix it right but so so it'd be, it'd be, and like you said magic it can 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 kind of do a lot of the it's not like the same stuff but like i think that's what happens in a lot of fantasy 
worlds when you think about it. Like, why don't they just, ma- you know, why aren't they more advanced? Well, you know, magic mm-hmm. does some things, but they can't do everything, and it can't. It's not necessarily mass produced in mm-hmm. a way. But nevertheless, there are people who know things, how to do things with magic, and and you know, heal people, bring them back from the dead, which you know, which right. you can do with advanced science as well, right? Yeah, I was actually thinking that you know, like even doing surgery, you know, medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would think that in a fantasy world, even if you had some knowledge of medicine, it would have to be relatively rudimentary compared to somebody from a much more advanced civilization. Like even now, right? You know, I'm guessing basics of CPR, where the basic organs are, how things work. Yeah. You know, you've seen enough MacGyver to know if you know if somebody is choking, how to do a tracheotomy in a in a pinch <laughs> no. or or something yeah. like that. I I mean, you know, just the the basic knowledge that maybe then people would know, but then they would just say, "Oh, we'll just get the healer and they take care of it." So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but that being said, like the yeah. medicine skill in in Pathfinder Second Edition does it's really strong stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. very strong. So yeah. what I think I would think about doing too is actually like. Uh, this brings me to the next point is what do you do about stamina, right? Mm. Now, now mm-hmm. if you look at the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Game Mastery Guide, there is a how to right. do stamina in your mm-hmm. game. And that you can do that, but that has to be kind of like across the board. And if you're not already doing that in your Pathfinder game, it would be weird to suddenly say, well, now you have stamina Pathfinder characters, right? But nevertheless, I think I would still maybe use that for the Starfinder characters. And then represent that. That would be representative of someone coming in and basically sort of being like, well, we have some advanced, more advanced medicine and can, you know, wave a tricorder around and be like, oh, now you're, 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 you're a little bit better. Although how would they, they should be able to do that to, to regular people too. So I don't know. Maybe you just have to be, sell, tell your Starfinder players, you don't have stamina anymore because you've been thrown back in time and that's done something to your bodies. But medicine works really well. And that kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Or, or maybe, you know, so lower level stamina isn't isn't a it, it wouldn't be a huge difference. Hmm. It still gives you a big pool. I'm just thinking overall, maybe in the future you're healthier, right? You're not as affected or afflicted by things as much as readily, and so you're able to to recoup more. But yeah, you might have to scale that. Maybe you say, well, because you're in an un, unfamiliar environment, maybe you only get half the stamina. You know, to kind of hmm. make a little bit more equal pool. I'd have to look at the math. You know, I haven't really. Yeah, thought back and forth across that part, but I think that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good one. It's just something that's just sort of for the uh, immersion of the piece, or you know, when what's the, your Starfinder players are going to be used to, uh, and what uh, your Pathfinder players are uh, also going to be to be used to, um, and not necessarily having it be. Yeah, just for the sake of the if you're running it, the, the, for the sake of your own sanity, not having it be too different you don't have to worry about oh you're a starfinder character and you're a pathfinder character so i might just sort of just sort of like even things out and just for the sake of like well this is a game right we we don't have to think about narratively about germ theory and and (laughs) how to uh uh how how your laser functions in the past when there's all this ambient magic around or something like that and just be like okay but this is just you're here you have a you know your gun works basically like this and it it may not be as seem as powerful or may seem more powerful than it does in Starfinder. You know, you know, and again, it's just a matter of just sort of everyone going along for the ride because that's what it'll be. It'll be kind of like a quick, it'll be like a you know, not quick. You could do this for a couple sessions if you really wanted to, but it'll be a, a, a kind of one and done sort of thing. It's not like you're going to be constantly mashing these together. 
Well, you know, I think what would be interesting, though, is what happens when, for the Starfinder characters, their tech runs out? Mm-hmm. How do they then pick up the skills, the feats, everything necessary to survive in the Pathfinder world? You know, if you're a, if you're a Technomancer or something, how do you pick up new right. spells? You know, how how does that mm, progress? Oh, right, yeah. You know, different. Up, yeah. yeah, I think that kind of stuff would be would be a really interesting thing for a long. You know, if you did a long term transport, yeah. you know, said so we're going, yeah. you're switching here. You know, this is the right. transition, <laughs> so we're gonna figure it out. I think like. Yeah, yeah, if I was playing that Starfinder character, I'd be like, Jim, can I make like a, you know, a culture roll real quick and make their cult? You know, I want to, do I, do I remember, do I remember hearing about Numeria? <laughs> and then be like, <laughs> we got to get to Numeria because they've got a spaceship there. And at least yeah. they'll probably have like maybe some, some batteries or a generator that we can fix yeah. and get it working again so that we can have our stuff and just kind of live in Numeria. Um, and, uh, but, but, but that could also be like the, you could take that as the, um, seed for the campaign too like maybe right. the numeria has a the craft spaceship has a has a time portal in it right and that's how the people from starfinder were messing around on the other end of the portal and get sucked back mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to think about you know um yeah uh, like a lot of you know thinking about it also makes me sweat a little bit from the work that would be involved <laughs> uh essentially yeah, I, but I think if your players are on board with that and everybody's, sure, yeah. you know, willing to contribute, I think, I think it would be fun for a short campaign, you know, yeah. not like a, a huge long thing, but say you're taking a break between sessions and say, you know what, we're going to go visit wherever and your Starfinder character is going to be plopped there and you're going to have to deal. And then as a GM, adjudicating the decisions they make mm-hmm. based on what's happening at the time. Cause they don't even know, right? You don't have to tell yeah. them, right? You don't have to tell them immediately how it's going to translate. You just let them see like you would in real life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You fire point. your boomstick at them. What happens? You know, <laughs> and, and How do they respond? Oh, right. I'm out of ammo. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do yeah. about it? Yeah. 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 Oh, that and powered then- armor was great. Now it doesn't work. So. And then, uh, you know, what you would do is then um, take all of the multi-class archetypes that exist for the regular classes and then like, oh, mm. you're, you know, you've been a, you've been a Technomancer this whole time, but now you, you, we, there's no more Technomancer quote of feats for you to take because, you know, there's no more Technomancer spells. You got to start taking wizard spells. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizard feats and wizard class feats, you know, and basically, but now you're, now you're basically more or less a wizard because they, you know, since the archetype feats kind of replace Right, the, uh, right, the regular right. class feats, basically. Yeah, no, I think that you know now that now that I'm thinking about it, this actually sounds like a really fun homebrew to do. So okay, well, <laughs> if anyone out there decides to take the time to do that, let us know how it works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, Jason, it's nice catching up with you, and uh, yeah. without that Ron guy, just me and you again. Um, He's always talking. He does, but um, no, I think it's just the lawyer thing, you know. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So. And I'm I'm always talking because it's just the uh, I guess the the actor thing in me. Oh, okay. I'm talking because yeah. I'm the I'm a teacher. It's the teacher. There thing you go. Me, so. We're all in kind of talky kind of professions. Uh, well, I'm not in that profession anymore. Neither is Ron in that one. But we, we've all had talky kind of professions, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Very good. Well, this has been it's been great catching up with you again as we sure. yeah, yeah. march ever closer to that elusive 100 episodes. 
Yes. Six, six more months. <laughs> six months. It seems like a doesn't twelve more episodes doesn't seem like a lot, but it, that I guess that is six months. Unless we yeah, decide to do a, a marathon weekend and record. No, no, we won't do that. Okay, no. fair enough. But we might have some special episodes here and there, so you never know. That sounds good. All right. Well, I'm John. And I'm Jason, and this has been Digital Divination. <laughs>